Chapter Four of the Diary of a Birthday Doll by Ethel Dow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Thursday, March the twenty-first, nineteen hundred and seven. Thursday, March the twenty-first, nineteen hundred and seven. That's all I can do. Repeat over and over to myself. Thursday march the twenty first nineteen hundred and seven thursday march the twenty first nineteen hundred and seven i shall never forget this day never never for today is the day that my heart was broken just broken broken into as least as many pieces as that delicate china doll's body broke into when she fell out of mamma lou's arms i wish i could stop thinking of my terrible trouble for the pain of it is more than i can endure pain in mind where i can't catch hold of what is paining that's because of all the public disgrace and pain in the body where it hurts when i touch and that's because of the hairbrush everyone must be sleeping now it's late i guess they're dreaming but no one would ever dream that a poor little doll still nameless is lying awake so 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 miserable Mamma Lou is sleeping in the room next to this. Do you remember, you poor little doll, that when you first came here, not so very long ago, either, though it seems an age, you used to imagine that some night you'd get into that room with Mamma Lou and rest in her white little bed on her nice little pillow, hugged tight in her soft pink arms. Maud and Gladys told me last Monday that they've slept with Mamma Lou lots of times, and they prefer their own beds. Gladys even said that it's mighty uncomfortable to be squeezed as tight as Mamma Lou squeezes in her sleep. I knew, though, that they simply couldn't appreciate their great good fortune, and I thought that perhaps, if I'm very good and patient, maybe just once Mamma Lou might. I've tried so hard, and now it's all over. She just never seemed to care for me, that's all. Only once did she kiss me good night, and she was always saying I was sick or untidy today though has just crushed me altogether thursday the twenty-first of march nineteen hundred and seven thursday the twenty-first of march nineteen hundred and seven how did it all come about how did it all come about the day started well enough mamma lou came in as usual before going off to school and woke maud and gladys with a kiss she didn't kiss me but i tried not to care i'm used to that already and anyhow, I could see that she was beginning to think it unfair to leave me out, for she explained quickly, Don't forget that you're on trial for a week, Dolly, and that's why I must be strict with you. You've got such staring eyes, I'm awfully afraid that you're stubborn and maybe mischievous, and I want to see just what sort of girl you are before I name you. She even petted me under the chin just before she left. As soon as the girls were awake, I told them the good news about Teddy Bear, weren't they delighted though and oh the fun gladys and i had all morning maud is so very dignified she wouldn't join us but she couldn't even help smiling we laughed so much there lay teddy under the bed never opening his mouth and we two girls were making the funniest remarks at him all morning of course we didn't mean to hurt his feelings because we all liked him but oh the fun we had once i said i'm sure he's lost his tongue don't you think so glad and i thought we'd die of laughing and gladys she's rather clever and snappy said 
I bet something happened to it in the trunk. Now I remember when Mama Lou locked Master Theodore in. Oh, she pronounced his name too funny for anything. He cried out, Oh, my tongue! My tongue is caught on a keyhole! Don't you remember it too, Maud? I was just shrieking, but Maud spoiled the fun a little by saying, Now you know it's not true. Gladys and I'm sure that I wouldn't make remarks about a young man who wouldn't talk to me. She said this quite loud, and then she coughed. I'm positive she was waiting for Teddy to say, That's the way to talk, Miss Maud. But he didn't. I'm sure he didn't like it for it certainly does make you angry to talk and talk to a person without being able to attract his attention. Well, the fun lasted till Mama Lou came home from school. I'll never laugh again, I'm sure. Never, never. I noticed at once that she was moving her jaws in a very queer way from the right side to the left, and from the left back to the right. I thought at first that she was eating something, but for about two minutes, she kept chewing and chewing and looking down at us without a word. And of course I knew that Mama Lou couldn't keep on chewing one little mouthful of food for so long without swallowing it. Right away Maud sniffed and said, Pepsin! And Gladys, Wintergreen, I think. And I said, Girls, what do you mean? Then Maud looked quite stern and said, very severely, Mama Lucy is doing something that is very naughty she is chewing gum and her mamma has forbidden her to do it expressly forbidden her i've heard it myself but she wouldn't do anything that her mamma has told her not to do i gasped don't ask me to believe that of my mamma lou maud it's only true today must be one of her naughty days she gets them once in a while i don't know whether i'm glad or sorry that grandma ellis is not home again today it would make her feel so sad to see her Lucy disobeying her, and I'm sure that she would be very angry. But then, Mama Lucy deserves to be punished for being disobedient, and I am afraid she won't confess. See how crooked her mouth looks already? Because of that horrid stuff. She must have gotten it in school, from Winnie Campbell. I never did like that girl. I was so shocked that I couldn't say a word, and just stared straight into Mama Lou's eyes as she bent over us. Chewing just as fast as she could, she picked me up and held me at arm's length from her, and said, First a cough, pause for a chew, then a fever, another chew, and now I've just got to take you to the eye doctor. Three quick chews. You must have something wrong with your eyes. I've never seen a doll with such queer look as you have. No, very likely not, Mama Lou, I thought. Very few dolls are unfortunate enough to have accidents before they are complete. If I don't attend to your trouble while you're young, you may go blind, Dolly. She looked sad for a moment, then clapped her hands, laughed, and went on chewing. Oh, wouldn't that be just lovely, she cried, a blind doll. I'll tell Winnie Campbell about it tomorrow. So it was Winnie. Come on, Dolly, you poor blind child. You must have an operation right away. You're awfully sick. Here, I guess I'll undress you for the operation. Dear me, I was scared. While she was ripping out the thread that fastened up my apron, although I was glad to be rid of that babyish thing, I was trembling all over. It is just possible that I was nervous because I was so shocked that she had disobeyed her mother. 
she sat down in a chair and laid me dressed only in a chemise face up on her legs i think five jews that time i counted them then i'll pick your eyes out dolly and then examine them to see what's wrong with them if they're all right i'll stick them back again and if they're not why you'll just have big black holes for eyes and be my poor blind child won't you be glad dolly well hardly i was half fainting with terror now lie still and be good i won't hurt you and it's got to be done she put one hand under the right and one hand under the left side of my head and pressed a thumb as hard as she could upon each eye maud and gladys shrieked i believe that i fainted for i remember nothing till i can't do it goodness your eyes are strong mamma lou was grumbling i'll have to leave them in they're fixed so tight oh but mucilage is a faithful friend that sticks to you forever the danger was over mamma lou carried me back to bed and it was sweet after my dreadful experience to receive the congratulations that gladys and maud poured in on me upon my lucky escape mamma lou meanwhile sat on a chair and began to play with her gum what didn't she do with it she rolled it into circles then cut it into squares and diamonds with her sharp little teeth pulled it into tangible masses of thread rolled it up again into a ball and popped it into her mouth ah it made me sick i could just understand why her mamma had forbidden her to chew gum at last her conscience began to prick her mamma would be so angry if she saw me wouldn't she she said so solemnly i wonder why i'm so naughty today but winnie campbell coaxed me so hard i just had to take a piece and anyhow mamma didn't tell me not to chew chewing gum she said to me now lucy i don't want you ever to buy any chewing gum you remember don't you maudie that's just what she said i don't want you to buy any and i didn't i got it as a present oh the sly child maud cried she knows quite well what her mamma meant did you ever well today is certainly one of her naughty days see what she tried to do with you you poor dolly and she'll be up to more mischief today i'm sure i couldn't get as vexed as maud could but i did feel mighty sorry poor mamma lou i said to myself so you're a naughty child isn't that sad who would ever have thought it you look so sweet i'm gonna read you some mother goosies mamma lou jumped up suddenly maud you're too old for them you may stay in bed but gladys and dolly are going to get out and listen she tied a little white bonnet on gladys head and sat her down on the chair then she lifted me up and sat me down in another imagine how embarrassed i felt gladys dressed like a lady in a white and pink and me with only a narrow chemise on and yesterday's pink ribbon in my hair gladys sat beautifully like a lady but i was never very good at sitting my joints weren't made that way and feeling as embarrassed as i did i was exceptionally clumsy mamma lou was just asking who killed cock robin in an awfully stern voice and frowning at me as if she thought maybe i had done it though indeed i had never seen mr robin in my life when i heard a bright cheep cheep at the window 
at first i thought it was cock robin come back to life to accuse me i'm so scary but at once i remembered the sparrows again of course i'm sure i blushed to have perfect strangers see me dressed like that the idea and i was praying praying that mamma lou would stop reading and slip me back into bed when just how it happened i don't know but maybe i was stretching my neck the least bit to hear what the sparrows were saying or maybe i was dizzy yet from my awful experience but all of a sudden i fell flat over on my side and bumped my head real hard against the floor i had just time to catch one glimpse of teddy under the bed he was looking at me very kindly he has awfully nice brown eyes and then i heard the slamming of a book i was caught up roughly and shaken and shaken you naughty child won't you behave cried mamma lou in a very angry voice you're the worst child i've ever had and another shake and another oh those sparrows on the tree how surprised they look i'm going to give you a lesson once and for all she continued i will not have such behavior in my family she reached out for a great big hairbrush that was on the dressing table near her a hairbrush i thought stupidly oh i was all dazed what does she want with a hairbrush my hair must be untidy and i guess she's going to comb me yet i trembled i will not have it she went on more and more excited winnie campbell knows how to make her children behave she told me how today and i'm just going to take her advice with a quick movement she laid me over her knee face downward rolled up my chemise raised the hairbrush and no no i cannot repeat the rest i cannot cannot maud and gladys were sobbing softly when she carried me back to the bed and there was a heavy breathing through the room it might have come from teddy bear i could not say a word i was bruised and stiff from my ribs to my knees it was such a large hairbrush and she had used the bristly side part of the time and then the disgrace the awful shame of being pressed down tight till i couldn't move and then publicly spanked with a hairbrush before maud and gladys and ted and the two other sparrows my heart was broken yes my heart was broken i felt that i could no longer look at anyone in the face so dreadfully had i been disgraced if it had only been on my shoulder or on my face anywhere but where it was and before so many people i lay quite still in my misery soon the heavy breathing stopped maud and gladys ceased their soft sobbing and mamma lou cruel mamma lou sat in a corner and chewed sulkily i thought that the sparrows had flown away there was no sound outside the window i don't care she exclaimed suddenly i don't care if i heard a whole lot she's a bad child very disobedient i disobedient mamma lou then what are you oh i hate this chewing gum she said jumping up quickly here you naughty child she ran over to me and stuck the little round ball on the palm of one of my hands the sticky mast pa take good care of it and try to be a better girl gladys get back to bed you're naughty too she bundled us all up together in a sheet looked at us said i don't care several times then half crying oh i 
I do wish Mama were home, but she won't be till tomorrow. Oh, Mama, Mama! And she rushed out of the room. Silence again. Then suddenly, outside, the voice of an old sparrow. Ah, then they hadn't been gone. Cheep, cheep! I am just struck speechless with astonishment, and it takes a good bit to make a sparrow dumb, I can tell you. What a disappointment! Did I see and hear all right, my son, or am I dreaming? No, Mama, your eyes are very good yet, answered the young sparrow sadly. But I myself can hardly believe that that little girl is always so good to us, and whom we both admire so, can have such a bad temper. I've made up my mind that we'll take nothing more from her, son, said the mother very excitedly. A child that can beat a sweet little doll in such a heartless way is not the sort of little girl I want to take favors from. I have some pride, though I am in rather poor circumstances just at present. Don't you agree with me, son? Yes, Mama, of course. But what if we're very hungry? asked the younger sparrow weakly. We'll be taken care of. He that guards young ravens, and he knew who that is, We'll look after two little sparrows, too, was the answer. I've a good mind to go and tell her mother of how she behaved. Oh, please don't, Mama. Promise me that you won't. I never did think that it's fair for birds to go sneaking around windows just to be able to tell mothers what their children do. It seems so underhand. Begging your pardon, Mom. Besides, you can tell that she's sorry already. And don't forget how good she's been to us. Promise, promise. Well, since you seem to be very anxious, I won't. But really, and then I heard the rustling of their wings as they flew away. Their sympathy was soothing. So were Maud's and Gladys sobbing and Ted's heavy breathing. But anyhow, I'll never be happy again. I know I never will. The girls have been awake all night. They've been lying close to me, lovingly and too kind to say a word, for fear they might wound my feelings. Once Gladys whispered, very low, Dolly, did it hurt very much? And a gruff voice from beneath the bed commanded, Keep quiet, can't you? Do you think she likes to be asked impertinent questions? It was Ted. Poor Gladys shrunk back, terrified, and hasn't opened her mouth since. Poor Gladys! I know she didn't mean any harm. I wish that Mama Lou had put the girls to bed properly. They're not used to lying awake all night. Poor Mama Lou, why were you so naughty today? You've made me burn all over with shame. Mama Lou, oh, will I never forget? And the calamity mass of gum is just paralyzing my hand all night long. I'm repeating, Thursday the 21st of March, 1907. Thursday the 21st. End of chapter 4.